0: Hello, hello, Kurt. This is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films, Under the Flowers, and I just wanted to call and let you know that wonderful things have been happening since the Capal Film Festival. Um, lots of people interested, and it looks like we are going to have a third season. So I'm very thankful, and and wanted to let you guys know and pass on the good vibes, and um, also loving the show completely. And I I, I kind of like, even though you haven't asked, I'm going to do like the whole you know thing that I'm going to do in a minute, which is. This is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto Radio. That was terrible, so I'll do another one. This is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto Radio. That's about as good as it's probably going to get today. Anyway, hope to talk to you in the future. also love the fact that I'm discovering as I listen that you're...
1: Thank you, Richard Wilson, for kicking off another episode of Inspirato Projecto. Uh, Richard Wilson, uh, is he has created Mad Shelley Films. Mad Shelley Films has made the Halloween Girl series. Uh, So there's Halloween Girl and also Under the Flowers. They're all under the same umbrella. And the thing, too, is that he started writing... um, like, comic books, the screenplay versions of these things, uh, but, in, but for comics. And so these comic books have been coming out, and so you can get these on Amazon. They're so good. Uh, the art goes perfect with the dialogue. And uh, he's just an innovative editor, director, storyteller. I just remember when he entered the Under the Flowers series at the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival when I was working there. It was just awesome to see these up on the big screen. And he's so good with the sound. And Richard Wilson is one of those people, I've been running into more and more of these people and making certain that, I'm, that I stay in contact with these people is the spirits that are so familiar to me. And so, uh, and I realized, okay, there's a familiarity here. We obviously know each other from a past life. So this episode has to do with me uh, going on a journey on Easter, going on a journey. So um, we have some interesting surprises on this episode. I cannot get into the deep details here. uh, However, I can tell you that Henry D. Horace will, in fact, give you a fun fact. Man Behind the Machine podcast. Man from Man Behind the Machine. He has asked a very intriguing question, which will be coming on on up. Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul has a few things to say. And Mickey Dolenz um, has something else to say. And we may or may not include the face palm theme song uh, at the end of this episode. So if you'd like to hear that, stick around. Happy Easter, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures and entities. Uh, it is now twelve twelve in the p.m. I love it. I love it. That's three and three, and three and three is six. Wowzers, that's a magic, that's a magic number. Um, the time is now, yeah, oh no, I'm sorry, the 17th. Yeah, April 17th. One and seven is eight, that's infinity, baby. So we're we're doing a good job here, we're doing a good job here. I'm going to uh, meet up with Dave Shonsky and uh, Ryan, as I call him, MC Gonagle. I said that would be a great, you know... Like, if you become, become like a DJ or something, your MC Go Um So yeah, Ryan McGonagall, Dave Uchansky, my buddies from the Bloody Bobby stuff. Check out bloodybobby.com sometime if you get a chance. Check out bloodybobby.com. By the way, you're listening to Inspirator Projecto Podcast, where uh, you just hear lots of uh, field recordings, experimental audioscapes. Interviews, epiphanies, synchronicities, et cetera, and so forth. And of course, audience participation. So, uh, I'm heading up to the uh, subway right now. These are some of the best times to do the podcast because I'm out and about. Or if I were from Canada, Oot and a Boot. I'm Oot and a Boot. Hello, I'm Oot. And I'm a Boot. Nice to meet you guys. And together, we're oot in a boot. Great. It's like uh, what Tweedledee, Tweedledum? Tweedledee Dum, and Tweedledum. Dum. Today's new version, but it's oot in a boot. Oot in a boot. We're the traveling jesters, traveling jesters. You know, I need to do some more research into uh, the medieval times, jesters, fools, bards, etc., and so forth. Um, for a while, I've wanted to do a, an idea of a queen falling in love with a jester and uh, naughty things going on behind the scenes. How do you keep something like that secret? How do you know who you can trust? When something like that's going on, how do you, how do you, know, how do you know who you can trust? So that's, that's a pretty big, you know, maybe the queen has an alias or something. Maybe the jester has an alias. And there's that raven again. I'm walking through the neighborhood. There's that raven again. Hello. Happy Easter. There's that raven again. I think it might be the same one. God, that would be so great if it was. That would be so great if it was. I keep seeing... Oh. I keep seeing the raven around. And you know, you know, you've been listening to the episodes. So... I was thinking about this today. I had an extraordinary conversation with Mary Milhone last night. Mary Milhone works over at the Coach House, which is where Yachtly Crew plays at. And already it's sold out over there, as, or as I, as I like to say, sailed out. Sailed out. And that's um, over in, what is it, San Juan Capistrano, close to San Diego from what I, from the little I understand. And, uh, so she said already, yeah, she said it's sailed out already. She says every third call is someone asking about a particular show. And then the next question is, oh, by the way, you know, what's going on with that band Yachtley crew? I hear they're really good. <clears throat> so it's really cool. Really exciting to know that this stuff is getting out there like this. Uh, just very exciting And so I had this great conversation with her. And I've realized more and more as I have more and more of these great conversations with people who are brainstormers, um, just sort of yes and improv type of mindsets where they, they go with the flow. There's no, you know, mission of trying to convince me of something or trying to uh, bring me over to whatever their official opinion is, or um, trying to get me to, you know, argue against me or, or with them, or, you know, there's, no, there's nothing like that. It's just pure conversation. Conversation is an art form, it is an art form. It's a beautiful art form, it's a spell casting art form. In sounds, in nouns, in vowels, in adjectives, and adverbs. It keeps moving and grooving. Rocking and rolling. Corkscrewing ups and downs. Zippity zaps. It's a theme park. You know, conversations should be a theme park. Because they're enjoyable that way. And so, I realized that, okay. What, what? What, what, what is it that we're expecting to get out of a conversation if we kind of think about that intention when we enter a conversation what do I want to get out of this you know do I want to feel good at the end of this conversation maybe a lot of laughs maybe a lot of jokes a lot of uh, you know wordplay and stuff puns and uh, so you kind of think to yourself what do I want to get out of this what what do I want to how do I want to feel I want to feel good I want to feel satisfied and so what's interesting is a lot of our stories these days um, while I'll say I'll say a lot of the stories that I will hear from those who are mostly watching you know the news caught up in their political identities whatever all that stuff stuck in that stuff uh, I don't I don't hang up a phone or exit a conversation with that feeling good. I don't feel good. And I cannot be good to others if I don't feel good. And I, and I don't have goodness to disperse, you see. Takes me a while to get off of... After getting off the phone with these people, I have, it takes me a little bit of time kind of go shake it off. And then start a new momentum more towards a pleasurable direction, you see. So I was thinking about how in a lot of conversations, because we're brought up with, you know, cartoons, people fighting against each other, you know, of course, sports, any sort of things that have to do with competition or us versus them mindsets, um, there, there, there's this idea of, when, you're, when, you're, when they're talking, they have to tell you all of the dramatic stuff. So, in the conversation, you're listening to it. And ultimately, I think to myself, I want to hear, you know, the happy ending. You know, how did the conflict get resolved? What was, you tell me, oh gosh, I, you know, dun-dun-dun, there I was. Oh, I was in a, you know, I was in a tight, I was in a tight jam. I didn't know what the heck to do. I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. And then, boom, 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 suddenly I remembered there was this thing in my pocket and I had the key that opened the door I needed. Or, holy cow, then I remembered oh, there's Johnny Bag of Donuts that uh, I went to high school with who said, give him a call anytime there's a question about this type of thing. Well, this is that type of thing. Time to talk to him. That aspect of um, here, you know, that satisfaction watching a movie. And coming out of it going, wow, that was triumphant. That hero went through a journey, the hero's journey. As uh, Joseph Campbell, Campbell likes to uh, talk about. Joseph Campbell. So in those conversations, there's that dun-dun-dun, you're riding on the edge of panic. They want to take you through a journey of like, oh gosh, and then there was this conflict, and then there was that conflict, and then there was this person I had to tell off, and that person, there's all this other stuff I had to fend off, and dun dun dun. I didn't think I'd make it out alive, and you know, I didn't know what was going to happen, and so that's not necessary, you know, to to have a to get those that dopamine. It's not necessary to hear the the uh, drama it 's possible to get that dopamine, you know the good, positive kind of like good vibe um, encouraging, encouraging um, um, exciting enjoy, enjoy you know enjoyment type of dopamine from having those conversations with people where you you are just as excited about their success, you are just as excited about their goals, their their milestones their um, um, them putting their intentions into action and watching those sprout because the more that we see it's so interesting because the more that we are encouraging those people to keep sprouting and to keep doing the best that they can at what they absolutely love doing they are they're now like engaged and fully focused at their their utmost highest vibrational purest element this is me this is what i'm doing bam boom train of thought going through no stopping And like, whoa, you know, and then we share in that excitement. And what happens when someone's feeling good? You know, when you're feeling good, you're feeling generous. When you're feeling good, you're feeling excited. You're like, oh, yeah, there's a difference. There's a different, there's a pep in your stride. You start maybe complimenting the uh, cashiers, the bank tellers a little bit more. You start saying happy Easter to strangers on the street. Um... You just keep moving it, moving that along. And it just keeps reflecting on everyone that they care about anyway. So, hey man, happy Easter. We'll see if he got the joke. Perhaps he did, perhaps he didn't. But you know what it is? That in itself is an Easter egg. That in itself is an Easter egg. Letting him decide, wait, did he just say happy Easter or happy Easter? you guys. Happy Easter. Hey, happy Easter. (laughs) You're welcome. So, puts a little pep in your step, right? If everyone's encouraging each other, go, 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 go. It feels good. And then we can look at those people, not as a, not as a barometer of how crappy we're doing or how little, how bad of a job we're doing or how ashamed we are because we haven't gone as far as they have or, whatever that create those crazy spellcasts that just keep getting perpetuated recycled regurgitated precipitated that right there is the climate change baby that is the key to the climate change so change the attitude change the thoughts change the excitement switch it on over to ph- phenomenality mode and you got yourself blue skies and bright sunshine and and shape-shifting clouds that are smiling—it just helps everybody. It just helps everybody. So, in those conversations we're having, that tie this all up before I go down into the subway, um, is encouraging. Encouraging the folks. Having conversations where you're going, ooh, tell me more. Tell me more about this interesting theory you have, this philosophy. It's different than my own. You know, where did you get those ideas? Take me down the rabbit hole. So, happy Easter to you. And uh, I will be, I'll be recording more later with Dave and Ryan. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, interview them. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto
2: maybe one of these days I'll get them to drive out here to California and go see a show with me to go see you guys. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I have had so much fun over the years interacting with you, Kurt, and going to see Yachtley Crew at the Canyon Club at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. In fact, I might be seeing you guys. I might be able to catch you in Carlsbad, Oceanside area in July. I saw you were on the schedule and you're playing at a venue where my nephew is actually doing some theater workshop over the summer. And you are on the calendar already for that venue. How fun is that? But, You know how I am. Here I go. I'm going to ramble a little bit about techie stuff, and I'm going to let your listeners know some sneaky ways to get their voices onto your show. I'll be right back.
1: Thank you, Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul. Thank you for calling in. And thank you for wanting to bring your friends out to a Yachtly Crew show. We have a show on the 22nd and 23rd. Uh, the 22nd is at Bakersfield, actually. And it's already, as we like to say, sailed out. And then the 23rd, very next day, we are at the Whiskey. Another sailed out show. Two sailed out shows in a row. Wow. Steerike. You know, I'm just imagining like... The sound of those falling balls just going, knocking down the pins. Just like, just like dominoes tumbling, mumbling, mumbling. Uh, we are going to be. Jeez, uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find out. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to mess. I don't want to mess, mess with this. Uh, we're going to be in quite a dif- few different places. So chances are we might end up being out there, you know, visiting where your friends are at. Visit YachtlyCrew.com. Maybe it's easier to view. visit YachtRockBand.com. That is Y-A-C-H-T-R-O-C-K-B-A-N-D.com. Um... And there is, in fact, something to pay attention to. We have an original song that will be played if you live out in Los Angeles, KLOS 95.5, KLOS, if you tune in to Heidi and Frank, Yachtly Crew, um, at the 9 a.m. hour, you will hear us play a brand new song, a brand new song so yeah we shall see we shall see check it out thanks for listening to to inspirato projecto and uh i'm not sure what's next but i I have a feeling it's gonna be good wowzers um they're uh oh i can i I bet you i can make this on time Ooh, this is awesome. Ooh, this is great. I didn't think I had reception down here. It's crazy. I actually have reception down in this, in the subway. Alright, so let's see, let's see. Can we find a seat by myself? And we can, and I found one. Here we go. so intriguing just to think that uh, you know, the whole the whole symbolic representation of Easter just thinking about the idea of, of uh, pukas. Have you ever heard of a puka? A yeah. puka? Hold on, let me do a little research here. Let's see if I get internet down here. It is a... Um, is a guardian at, at times. Um, let's see, say puka. So basically what I'm getting at here is that the Easter Bunny is a puka. The Rabbit and Donnie Darko is a puka. Henry in the movie with uh, Jimmy Stewart that is a puka. So it's, a Kel- it's from Celtic fort folklore. So here we go. A puka. And the way you can spell this is uh, P-U-C-A. Oh. Or if it's plural. Pukai. Pusai. Pusai. Another way to spell it is P-O-O-K-A. And another way to spell it is P-H-O-U-K-A. Fuka. Um, so the puka... Primarily a creature of Celtic folklore, considered to be considered to be bringers both of good and bad fortune. They could help or hinder rural and marine communities. Pusai, pusai can have dark or white fur or hair. So imagine that the white the white rabbit.
3: that's
1: fur white fur. Um one and Dying Darko, that's dark fur. The creatures were said to be shape changers, which could take the appearances of horses, goats, cats, dogs, and hares. Well, that's a rabbit. That's a bunny. A hare. We rarely hear about that anymore. We rarely hear about that anymore. They may also take a human form, which includes various animal features, such as ears or a tail. The Puka has counterparts throughout the Celtic cultures of Northwest Europe. For instance, in Welsh mythology, it's named the Puka, P-W-C-A, pooka, and in Cornish, the Buka, B-U-C-C-A. The Buka, thus being related in etymology and milieu to the Bugaboo interesting. So the Puka is part of the bugaboo thing. And the Channel Islands, the P-O-U-Q-U-E, the Puka Pouquois, were said to be fairies who lived near ancient stones. In Norman French of the islands, example Gerais, a cromlech, a cromlech or prehistoric tomb is referred to as a Puquale. P o u q u e l e e, or p o u q u e l a y. Pukwale Pukwale You can then uh, corresponding terms in Brittany are poulpiqua, p o u l p i q u e t, poulpique, and poul. P-O-L-P-E-G-A-N, Polpegan, interesting, Polpegan, I used to love this game called Pole Position, you're driving a car and you're going down the street, that's what it feels like sometimes when you're on the subway, because it's just going, you see the lights around you, um, it'd be cool if you did sort of a version of that, but you call it Polpegan, and you're riding on the back of a puka. All right, so... um, Arts and popular culture, here we go. We're gonna go through the hands of time here concerning the puka. Shakespeare's 1595 play, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Whoa, this is interesting. This is interesting. Because Lisa Bowman told me, and what I'm telling you right now, this is a side note, this is not the Wikipedia page. Lisa Bowman told me that I have a closeness to a Midsummer Night's Dream. That I've I've, I've been in that production throughout the years, throughout my past lives. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Shakespeare's 1595 play *Midsummer Night's Dream* features the character Robin Goodfellow, who's also called Sweet Puck, a version of the Pucka. I did not know that. I remember seeing that that uh, character Puck. I remember seeing a version of that, and my buddy uh, Darren, who I sometimes substitute teach uh, improv for, he played Puck some nice dream. Um, Okay. In this short story, The White Cat of Drum Gugnion, 1870 by J. Sheridan Le Fanu, the white cat is a fuka. In Altor de Lacy, A Legend of Capricullen, 1861, the children see a fuka's tower. just goes and goes, goes and goes. Like, it's incredible. I got to pay more attention to the puka, to the puka. Look at this. A puka appears in the 1959 Disney film, Darby O'Gill and the Little People in the form of a horse. In the 19, here we go, in the 1950 film, Harvey, James Stewart, Stewart's character has a six-foot, three-and-a-half-inch tall rabbit, as a companion named Harvey, 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 that's what I was trying to get at, not Henry, As a companion named Harvey, whom he refers to as a hookah, the film is based on a Pulitzer Prize-winning play of the same name by Mary Chase, hmm, interesting to know um, what Mary Chase knows, wouldn't it? It's crazy because I don't see. Wow, I don't see uh, Donnie Darko mentioned once in this thing. Maybe I could add to the Wikipedia page. I'll add that in there. Wow, Kukas are all over. Um, here's another one. a caustic yarn 1984 it features Pook the Puka, a ghost horse with chains as the mount of Jordan the Barbarian Pook's daughter Peek shows up in subsequent books <laughs> in The Grey Horse 1987 by R.A. McAvoy an Irish fantasy set in the time of Parnell the Puka is a Connemara pony its animal form. So it's interesting because oh oh look at this. Um, Okay it is portrayed as a bizarre but harmless creature which talks in riddles and behaves in a similar manner to the Cheshire Cat and also woman. Maybe the Cheshire Cat is a puka. Maybe something to think about. So it's like, uh, uh, a description gives an account collected by Croker, a man named Croker, from a boy living near Killarney that, quote, old people used to say that the pukas were very numerous long ago, were wicked-minded, black-looking bad things that would come in the form of wild colts with chains hanging about them. bad boys and girls were warned not to eat overripe blackberries because this was a sign that the poop hasn't entered them. Uh-oh. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering now if M. Night Chaloman was inspired by, um, Made me think about um, the uh, movie The Village, thinking about this, you know, these stories to the kids of like, oh, you know, the pukas are going to be out there, they're going to get you and uh, don't eat the blackberries or, you know, what have you. Um, so it's intriguing to think that. Maybe M. Night Shyamalan was inspired by Pukas. Maybe that was maybe that was an aspect of it. It's pretty powerful when you blend archetypes together into a similar movie. You know, these things that have such a um that, uh, such a, a, a massive energy surrounding it. blend those together into sort of like a Frankenstein type of thing. And before you know it, before you know it, you have you have um, essentially infused that movie with all of the history, all all of the investigations, all of the myths, all of the lore, all of the thoughts, prayers, wishes, dreams, etc, etc, that that, that I'll just call it a permission slip that that permission slip kind of like you know has enveloped through the years so imagine all of that built up energy in that in that archetype and you go and you slide it slide it into the uh, into a movie or into a book what have you So there are these things um, that I've heard about the natives along Route 666. Um, It's been said that the natives um, in certain, like Navajo and Hopi and some of these different cultures, they can turn into what are called the Skinwalkers. And the Skinwalkers, one of the legends is that, like they can change into different animals at any time. Um, they might appear as wolves, they might appear as you know any number of different things. Uh, sometimes what happens is one of these uh, spirits or entities or what have you appears um, in your car while you're driving, while you're going down this particular road. And um, people have said that they've seen like hellhounds, all kinds of crazy stuff. And so... This is one of the craziest intersections out here. Like, now you can go in an X along Hollywood Boulevard. I mean, and and it's like like a Rubik's Cube at this point. Anybody can go anywhere from anywhere. It's like, it's very intriguing if you were to see this in action right now. It's really, really, really interesting.
3: Um,
1: It slightly reminds me of that, what is that, that famous corner that they talk about in like, What is it, Tokyo or something? There's that famous corner in uh, that street. I'm sure they're all over because it's just so packed. But the street, my buddy Jeremy was telling me he went out to Japan. And uh, there's no rhyme or reason as to how people are walking along these sidewalks. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no give and take. There's no consideration. There's no, like, hey, I'm aware of the fact that I'm walking on this side of the street. You're aware of the fact you're walking on that side of the street. Let's just go ahead and just stay in our lane. Let's just stay in our lane. Let's let let, let it go just smooth. And uh, Jeremy said, you know, it's crazy. He he just had to plow through people. Because otherwise, you just get bounced around like a pinball. So it's like, do do you either, you know, do you either carve the cornfield trail yourself? You know, do you carve the cornfield trail yourself or do you let the or do you let the the wispy corn flip you around and about so that's kind of what that that corner is over there in Hollywood and Highland that's where all the tourists everybody this is the area where I love you know this is another reason why I love taking the public transportation out here is that I get to see these people up close and personal from all these different places all over the world coming here to check things out Match it up with whatever they've seen in the movies. Match it up with whatever they've seen on their favorite entertainment programs. Um, It's just fascinating. The different styles, the different uh, accents and different sensibilities. Different opinions. That stuff is fascinating. That's a a fun experiment. To allow yourself to listen to people, even if it goes against the grain of what you personally believe. Um, But just like, you know, sit there and let the people... um, Just sit there and let the people... um, say what they say and just kind of be like this invisible ghost Just sort of just be there as, as it's been said hold the space hold the space without feeling the need of taking on the burden of the vibes you know without feeling the need of having to go through quote go through it unquote with that other person just let them you can be there for them without having to step into their shoes and feel, feel that stuff. Um, and this allows you to be there for more people. You know, being able to put up that, that barrier of protection, yet at the same st- time still willing to, you know, sort of step into their world Just let them talk. Just let them say stuff. And you'll find... You'll feel so much better. You'll feel so much better. Because you won't feel the need. You won't know, you feel that impatience of like, Oh, when am I going to talk? Or... Um, uh, going, oh gosh, well, I've got you know, to argue that point. Or, uh-oh, if I don't say something about this... If I don't say something about this, my... My church group is going to, you know, you, you know, you're never required to talk about any of your conversations with anybody, with anybody else. You're never required to do that. I'm sharing this with you because you're with me in real time. All right, let's put out the vibe here for lost. Okay, lost, fearful, do not approach, call out or follow. Please call immediately, 24-7. Um, and there's a dog here, but it has no name. Fearful. Do not approach, call out, or follow. Maybe the dog's name is fearful. The dog in the photo looks, looks, does look scared. It's like they took a picture of this dog right after they frightened it, right after they scared it. Like, hey, what are you doing? You know? Oh, my God. The, the Renaissance Fair is coming back April 9th through May 22nd. Whoa, it's going on right now? Oh, my God. All right, Dave's about to pick me up. I got um I got to hang up here. Got to hang up here. Thank you so much for going on this journey. Thank you so much for going on this journey. Um You're doing great. You're doing great. David Lynch personally started a campaign in
0: Hollywood to get Laura Dern an Oscar nomination for her performance in Inland Empire. He sat on the side of the road with a cow
1: during this campaign, which was, unfortunately, unsuccessful. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts.
3: Yeah, bro, it's a simulation about that 80s music. So they basically take Tears for Fears, remove the vocals from the track, then they build a backtrack with MIDI files, then they re-layer. The original vocals for Tears for Fears shout, shout, let it all out. Then you're listening to it on Amazon and you think it's real, it's a sim. I'm talking to you, it's a sim. Simulation, simulation, Whopper War Games. It's all a fake and you think it's real, it's not. It's a simulation like SimCity, that's what I wanted to say because you sent me that message about the 80s not being that kids listen to the 80s. It's not the 80s that we knew because it's not. It isn't the song that's on the cassette and the vinyl that we listen to. It's a Fugazi
1: simulation deep fake. First of all, I just want to comment on uh, Henry D. Horace. Thank you so much, Henry D. Horace, with that fun fact. I do remember... Reading about that, David Lynch sitting out there um, campaigning for Laura Dern to win for Inland Empire, and I think I lived out here at the time, and you know now I'm just like I, I, I'm wishing I had that time travel machine right now, so I could step into that and I could go back to myself and say, hey Kurt, go hang out where David Lynch is right now. Just go hang out with him, talk with him, record him, have a conversation with him, record him, talk to him about his new movie. <laughs> he was out there with a the cow. Um uh, you know what this is there's this news, by the way. Have you, dear listener, have you heard about the news the news that David Lynch just might be unveiling a secret project at Cannes Can Film Festival. And uh, I did, I did, I played you some some interesting audio in the last podcast. That's right, I do remember that. Uh that one is named David Lynch and Mr. Rogers and The Search for the Red Candle. That was the last episode, I do believe. Um, we still have, we still have, uh, mind you, one last episode to go with uh, Cristo Rapolo and Martin Schmidt, two guys who know so much about Monterey, the Golden State Theater, UFOs, sock monkeys, et cetera, and so forth. And then I have one more episode with Desert Fox and Foxy Lady from my conversation outside of, uh... outside of the Hampton Inn that we stayed at in Tempe, Arizona last time uh, Yachtley Crew played at the Marquee Theater. And this is my first time meeting them in person. Now, on to Man from Man Behind the Machine. Thank you so much for, for replying to that. Um to that segment concerning yeah this is interesting listener have you noticed this that on when you listen to iTunes or Amazon Music or any of these any any of these any of these Spotify listen to these songs that they play on there they're not the same original songs you'll notice there's something different about them they're doing something different and my theory was that when, when Apple came out with the hit, they're like, oh, we have special surround sound technology or, you know, better audio kind of thing. My idea, you know, coming from sort of like a, a magician sort of mindset, I was sitting there thinking, huh, I wonder if that's what they're telling us as a cover as to, so they're getting in front of it. You know, they're getting in front of it before we get a chance to call them out for it because I've tried to search for this on, on, on the computer and I have, really haven't found any answers. Like my, my question was like, why is it that I'm hearing these music this, these songs, but they're not the same way I remember hearing them? There's no way my hearing could have changed that much. And, and, and you know, and songs that you know that you've listened to the albums of time and time and time and time again. The cassettes, the CDs, you know, all that razzmatazz. This is why it's so very important to have the real, actual, physical, archive thing. Um, so that's crazy. Now I know, man. I mean, now I know what's going on here. Gosh, AI, that is crazy, man. And you know what? That's why authenticity is so important. Important. And so good. Because, um... Authenticity enables you to really, if you're putting yourself in that mindset of like authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. I mean, real authenticity. I'm not talking bu- bu- about buzzwords now. And you'll notice people saying authenticity a lot more now, which is interesting, because I start talking about authenticity. I'm not even gonna get into it, come on. We don't need the ego. We don't need the ego here. We don't need the ego here. Uh, but you know, there's this buzzword it's out there now. Authenticity. It's good. It's good. The thing that's, you know, slightly strange when something becomes a buzzword, like, you know, organic stuff like that. Um, and it's like a buzzword, but then it's hijacked from what that original thing was. You're like, huh? Huh? You know, the authenticity, you don't, there's, there's not that through line. They can use all the magic tricks they want. It's like, you know, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam is out, have an album, everybody loves them, Pearl Jam disappears, they don't have any new music, and then guess what? Other bands sprout up that sound like Pearl Jam, because there's that thirst for it. Like, hey, we missed that sound, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, we got 15 other new singers who sound like Eddie Vedder. Um, so they can dress it up how they want. It's not going to have that spirit, not going to have that soul. So that's the good saving grace, I think, that we know with, uh, with the music. It's, it's, we know that you can always get that record. You know you can always get that cassette tape out there somewhere. It always exists in that form. So that's always very good to know. Um, thank you for that, for that tidbit. Thank you. Um, and now we're on to something next. Some, something else is just right around the corner, something exciting. Hear the bells back there? This is found poetry. How cool is that? On Easter. I had so many great Easter times growing up. Dyeing the eggs. Getting Easter baskets in the morning hanging out with the relatives. It's nuts when I think about that, when I think about the past and how dad is living. According to Nostradamus and all kinds of quantum mechanics and whatnot, uh, these worlds are living in parallel to this moment right now. It's all now. It's all happening now. now. One long now. One long now. One long now. I'm thinking that in my mind simultaneously that actually truly is happening because I'm thinking about it I'm offering that parallel reality permission Um, I'm allowing that parallel reality permission to enter my, my brain space it's been said that in our imagination, since the imagination, you know, Bashar talks about how imagination is that conduit through which um, the higher mind speaks to us, and uh, that's why there are these these uh, cultures, these areas uh, promoting no thought, no no thought, uh, or what is it, uh, no thought creation no pre-thought creation you're just doing it you're going you're just doing it you're going with it no overanalyzation no um, tiny details no crazy stratagems it's just actually just creating it right then and now in that moment hey miss happy Easter happy Easter ma'am she might have thought I was crazy or maybe, maybe she's deaf I don't know I said it right to her. as she was looking at me and once at her profile. I even raised my hand. That's actually a great social experiment. Just going around town and saying something. I mean, heck, maybe you point at people and you go, celebrity sighting, celebrity sighting. And just look at them astonished. Because now they got that question mark in their brain. They get to share that as they go to wherever they're going. Like, oh my God! Someone was enamored with the fact that um, someone was enamored with the fact that I was a celebrity. They thought I was a celebrity. Wow. It's funny, too, because as I was saying that, the, uh, TM, it's not the TMZ one, but the TMZ has something like this. It's one of those buses for tours that they take the tourists around. They're like, oh, go to this location, go to that location. They drove past me. So it's funny, right? As I was saying, celebrity sighting, all of a sudden that, that bus passed by me and I waved to him. Because that's the hope, I think, for these, these folks. In the olden days, they'd take you past Bob Hope's house and, you know, catch Johnny Carson as he exits his house on his way to go get groceries. And it's insane that that was just like a total possibility. You could just go ahead and do that. No problem. Here you go. So putting that question mark in their brains as they drive past, giving them a smile. Imagine if... So imagine, imagine these folks, they come out, they want to see, like anyone would. Okay, where does Keanu Reeves live? Where does, you know, let's see what those, where, where's where's um, Andy Kaufman's favorite hangout? Let's go see that. Which, by the way, that's still something I'd love to do is an Andy Kaufman tour around uh, Hollywood to all the places. You know, the places he performed, Cedar sinai Hospital, all these different places. His Green Valley Road, his old house on there, Laurel Canyon. Uh. So imagine going out to Hollywood. You've never been here, and you want to see you want to see celebrities. You want to see them just walking on the street, because that's kind of an idea. I remember when I came out here, I thought, Oh my God, I'm going to see them all over the place. They must be just out there in the walking out there in the wild. I'm going to run into. A, Johnny Depp or something. Like, what? Like, holy cow, there's Linda Carter. Uh, and you do. You do see these people places. In unexpected in unexpected places. Uh, but I was just thinking how funny that would be is if like people come out here to visit Hollywood and, and, you know, as they're going around on one of those tour things, they just see celebrities everywhere. Just everywhere waving to them. In fact, that might be something fun for the for the um For the tour buses to like actually hire celebrity impersonators, and they could have them standing out at these places They're like, okay hey, hey uh, Frank I'm going out on tour today. Can you please stand out in front of Musso and Frank's? <laughs> 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 hey Frank, can you ha- hang out in front of Musso and Frank's and um you know just look as Brad Pitt as you possibly can, <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> so they could be like, "Oh." And there's the world famous Muson Franks where Brad Pitt's uh, scene from uh, Legends of the Fall was was sh- was recorded. Oh my God! It'd just be amazing. Just these celebrities. Oh, right over here. There's the pool hall uh, where they filmed uh, that scene with Robert uh, Robert uh, Downey Jr. and uh, in that one movie. And that's the building. That's the one. He got a Robert Downey Jr. standing out there. Oh, my God. Right over there. That's the in and out that they talk about in uh, Big Lebowski. And then there's a dude out there who looks like the dude. <laughs> He's in his bathrobe drinking a Caucasian. <laughs> in his bath... In his uh, slippers. Bathrobe. Got his shades on. Hey man, I'm holding a beverage here, man. Hey man. Walter. Oh my god. The dude. So have you have you noticed the audioscape poetry in the background? I could call it found poetry. Maybe I'm going to maybe I'll call it maybe I I rename it sound poetry. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. That has never been done in the history of humankind. No one has named something sound poetry. I'm staking my claim for the very first time um, in all of the history of life. I'm really scoping out to see if there's someone else I can say happy Easter to. Here's a couple. Let's see. They're going down the other... Yeah, they're going down the other way. Just so one time, my friend Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany Letiri. Such a beautiful spirit. Wonderful mother. Extraordinary singer. Uh, astonishing laugher. laugher like, from the gut. The belly laughs. Oh, so fun to laugh with. So great to brainstorm with. Phenomenal painter. Um... She recently found out that I've ha- I've, I have I've a podcast in Sprout of Projecto. So if you're listening, Tiffany, I'm going to tell the story of how you got me that Starro mask. Which is funny because Starro ended up showing up in uh, um, Suicide Squad, the second version. And we would drive around and I would yell out the window, Constellations, Galaxies. Oh, Dave Uchansky is here. I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks for in Sprout of Projecto.
2: Even after all this time, I forget that that one, one minute cutoff is happening. It's like, <laughs> right? The big stick that's coming on from the side of the stage to pull you off when you're really bad, not entertaining people. Oh, I apologize. By the way, did I say this is Maria? I forgot to say my name. My number three rule, by the way, is don't promote yourself. Don't just come on here and say, come listen to my show, people. Do Kurt, show him some some, uh, respect, you know, for his show. Inspirato Projecto is the show you're listening to. But I'm Maria and my show is Strong Body, Strong Soul. (laughs) I'm about energy and spirituality and fun stuff sometimes and sometimes serious stuff. Kurt and I have had some amazing conversations. Check out YouTube if you feel like seeing us.
1: Thank you, Maria Humphreys. You know, you got to go check out Maria Humphreys' podcast, Strong Body, Strong Soul. She also has meditations on YouTube. She's, she is all over the place, multidimensional, extraterrestrial. It's Maria Humphreys, the star child, star seed, uh, uh, infinite uh, voice, infinite voice. uh yes if you would like to participate on this program please visit anchor.fm slash inspirato projecto you can go to the voice message thing right there leave me a message i'll put it on here just like with maria just like with with maria there and man behind the machine um henry d horse called the hotline that's another way of doing it Because the voicemail uh, only gives you, voice message gives you one minute. The voicemail, I think, gives you uh, a few minutes. Like a few minutes. So you can call that 561-203-9179. Go check out Maria Humphreys. Go check out Man Behind the Machine if you want. Because evidently, if they feel like they're resonating with this frequency that that you and I are resonating with this to me tells me that you would resonate with their frequencies how cool is that I love the sound of that alright uh, coming up next I'm not certain, it might even be the end of the show <laughs> we'll see, we'll see stick around if you'd like to know Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here you're listening to Inspirado Projecto It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like a palm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly mom, blow me alms. And how soon do you think you're to d- d- do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, here it come, alms, playing Brahms on prom. And how soon do you think you're to d- d- do it again? And yeah. the homes from Guam, Guam to the cable comms, are the grom-rom Diatoms glam in their moms. It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of songs and rhymes and Rhymes, and how soon do you think you'll do it again?